Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to the month of April. Welcome to a glorious month. I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to a month of open heavens. If you will be diligent to seek the Lord and if you will be diligent to walk with Jesus this month, I promise you, you will experience open heavens. Can you take a moment and thank the Lord for preserving you the first three months of this year? The enemy tried all kinds of things. There were all kinds of attacks. There were attacks on your body. There were attacks on your mind. There were attacks on your finances. There were attacks in your family. But through it all, the Lord has preserved you. The Lord has kept you. So would you take a moment and thank the Lord? Come on, come on, come on. Wherever you are, thank the Lord Jesus for the battles you know you have won and the battles you're winning without knowing they were battles. So take a minute and appreciate Jesus. Take a moment to appreciate the Lord. Take a moment to give thanks unto his holy name because he has been good to us. He has been good to us. He has been good to us. Ah, we thank God. If only you knew the battles that are happening over your life and over your destiny and how the Lord is preserving you, you will not keep silent even for a minute. You will thank Him every single day. So we thank God for what He is doing. We thank God for this beautiful month of April. Welcome, welcome, welcome. April will be a special month for many of you. Yes, we will look back at April with fond memories. April will be a beautiful month. So we thank God. We give Him glory. We give Him praise. I believe you have enjoyed the question and answer session we had the last two weeks. I pray you took time to re-listen to them and that some of these questions were of benefit to you. But this first week of April, I want to take us on a journey of how to walk under open heavens. Yes, there is such a thing called walking and living under open heavens. So I want to get you started there. But if you haven't already, please consider sharing this broadcast with somebody. Do like it and comment on it so it helps us reach more people it is the first of the month it is the first week of the month honor the lord with your substance remember the lord with what he has already blessed you and that's how we increase every week you are a spiritually intelligent people so do not forget to honor the lord with your substance so we thank god let us go now to 1st Samuel, 1st Samuel chapter 3. 
1 Samuel chapter 3 yes the book of 1 Samuel we will start with chapter 3 verse 1 now the young man Samuel was ministering unto the Lord under Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days there was no frequent visions one more time now the young man samuel was ministering unto the lord under eli and the word of the lord was rare in those days there was no frequent visions at that time eli whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see was lying down in his own place the lamp of god had not yet gone out and samuel was lying down in the temple of the lord where the ark of god was it's a very very um poignant portion of scripture it is talking about the spiritual atmosphere the spiritual condition of the nation of israel and the way the word of god describes it is that the word of the lord was rare and there was no frequent visions it was a spiritual atmosphere where somebody can be in the house of god somebody can be in the church somebody can uh, be even be serving the lord but he or she is not operating under open heavens they are living of yesterday's revelation they're living from yesterday's mana they're living from an experience that was in the past there is no day to day direction there is no everyday mana there is no everyday encounter with god when they speak of god it was it is always in the past tense oh yes when you live in a shut heaven your testimonies are always historical your testimonies are always what happened 5 years ago but when you operate in open heavens you have a testimony every week you have an encounter with the lord every week something is happening new every week oh somebody celebrate the lord there is a space with god where you don't talk about god in the past tense you don't talk about god about what happened day before yesterday or the month before you talk about god as a reality today that is walking under open heavens Yes 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 the favor of god is operating in your life today the mercy of god is operating in your life today the grace of god is evident in your life today the miracle working power of god is is evident in your life today this is important child of god this is important this is important this is very very important very important very important mm. the word of the lord was rare and there was no vision there was no communication from god god decided that there is nobody that is worthy 
of hearing from heaven these people do not seek me these people do not value what i have to give to them they do not want to live a life that makes a demand on the voice of god so god allow them to exist in a way without divine direction without divine presence in their life the manifest presence of god and they engineered a way of life that is independent of god oh yes 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 you cannot walk in open heavens without being dependent on god every single day this is important when you become independent of god when you do not lean on god when you don't want to operate by his instructions when you do not want to live life by design you create a lifestyle of independence you create a lifestyle where you don't need god so child of god we must investigate how did israel come to this situation so you and i can avoid shut heavens over our lives you and i don't have to walk over heavens that are closed now please turn your attention to the book of first samuel chapter 2 and let's go to verse 12 chapter 2 verse 12 chapter 2 verse 12 Now the sons of Eli were worthless men ah that should hurt no father should hear that about his sons no father should hear that about his sons the sons of Eli were worthless let alone from the people of the earth no father should hear that about his children from god but let us see why they were called worthless men they did not know the lord oh they did not know the lord how do we become worthless in this kingdom when you preach about a god that you do not know when you talk about being a christian and yet you do not know christ in this kingdom value is added to you based upon the knowledge you have about god do not know the lord i'm not talking about knowledge that comes from a book from reading a few pages of a book or, or or listening to a sermon i'm talking about knowledge that you have acquired because you have a walk with god you have a personal history with god so in this kingdom you are deemed worthy if you know the lord if you do not know the lord you are considered worthless isn't that what jesus said on that final day when many came to him he says lord lord did i not prophesy did i not feed the hungry did i not heal 
did i not do this and jesus looks at them and says i never knew you ah i never knew you i never knew you so child of god it is possible just like the sons of eli for somebody to be in the house of god to be in the association to be in the church to be a pastor to be a worship leader to have a position in the church and yet when god looks down at you he says who are you i see you're in the church i see you're in the house of god but who are you i don't know you the children of eli the sons of eli were worthless men had no value had no weight in the realms of the spirit were not honorable men why they did not know the lord so your real currency your real value your real weight your real strength your real worth in this kingdom is your walk with god is the knowledge is is do you know this jesus does this jesus know you now see what happens verse 13 the custom of the priests with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice the priest servants would come while the meat was boiling with the three pronged fork in his hand and he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot all that the folk brought up the priest would take for himself this is what they did at Shiloh to all the israels who came there moreover before the fat was burned the priest was the priest servants would come and say to the man who was sacrificing give meat for the priest to roast for he will not accept boiled meat from you but only raw my god this is scary It's a dangerous situation what we are going into right now. Verse 16 And if the man said let them burn the fat first and then take as much as you wish he would say no you must give it now and if not I will take it by force thus the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord for the men treated the offering of the Lord with contempt. Ah verse 18 Samuel was ministering before the Lord a boy clothed with linen ephod and his mother used to make for him a little robe and take to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer yearly sacrifice ah this is god la barra sokopande child of god how is it it's a dangerous position for a man of god when the people he's meant to lead have more fear of god than he does ah it's a very dangerous position for you as a pastor not have the reverence that even your congregation has you are meant to fear god more You're meant to know his ways more. You're meant to walk in integrity more. They're supposed to look at you and be inspired. And yet, 
In this passage we read that the priest's son, Eli's sons, were abusing the offering that was meant to the Lord. They were abusing the protocol that God placed, uh, put in place. And they are now threatening the people who want to do what is right in the sight of God. Worthless men. Worthless men. Worthless men. Worthless men. Worthless men. May it never be said about you. Let no kingdom, definitely not the kingdom of God, let your name, let it never be recorded as worthless people. May you be a people that is worthy of God, that is worthy of the kingdom, that is worthy of the gospel, that is worthy of the calling. Child of God, do everything in your power to make yourself worthy of this grace. When you know Him, when you know Him, you will always do what is right. When you know Him, you will fear His name. You will walk in His ways. It is not possible for you to claim to have an intimate walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and then go out of that room and that house and do what He hates. It's not possible. It's not possible. Either sin will take you away from God or God will take you away from sin. Can I say that to you one more time? Either sin will take you away from God or God will take you away from sin. So the question is, how did they get a shut heaven? How? Because the ones that were meant to steward the open heavens, the ones that were supposed to maintain the open heavens, the ones that were supposed to hear from God and bring fresh word to the people, hear from God and bring fresh wine to the people, the ones that God had placed to serve the people, to be the connection between heaven and earth, that link is sinful. That link is not doing its job. That link is not fulfilling its purpose. So when the sons of Eli, ah, when the sons of Eli did not perform the duties that God had for them, God began to look for another. I want you to know, child of God, God is very, very protective about his people. Yes. If there's anybody here that desires to get into ministry, that desires to do the work of the Lord, that desires to do the work of the kingdom, the first thing you must know that God is highly protective of his people. If you ill-treat them, he will not hesitate to plant another in your place. It's the truth. It's the truth. You do not mess with the children of God. It's a holy calling to serve God's people. So, this is a tough word today, right? It's a tough word. So their disobedience, 
their sinful nature shut heavens over an entire region shut heavens over an entire country the word of the lord became rare there was no frequent visions because the function of two to three sons so god began to do a new work he began to do a new work and sometimes god does his work in mysterious ways in mysterious ways in mysterious ways can i show you one of that he visited a young woman he visited a young wife the wife of elkana and scripture says in first samuel chapter 1 the lord shut her womb ah this is dangerous Let's read that verse. Let's read that verse. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 1 onwards. There was a certain man Ramathaim Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Elkana the son of Jeroham the son of Elihu the son of Tohu the son of Zup an Ephrathite And he had two wives the name of one was Hana and the name of the other was Penina and Penina had children but Hana had no children jump with me to verse 5 but to Hana he gave a double portion because he loved her though the lord had closed her womb Isn't it amazing how the work of God can start by what looks like a disadvantage? Isn't it amazing that the work of God can start what 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 looks like a subtraction? The work The work of God looks like to the outside it may look like it's this is a curse. This is the judgment of god because she has a she's a young woman a fertile woman she's married to a young man who's also a fertile man and for some reason she cannot conceive and she's thinking maybe i said maybe my father has said maybe i have done something wrong maybe there is something wrong maybe there's a curse maybe there's something wrong she she's trying to figure this out and yet the scripture says the lord the lord the lord shut her womb child of god don't be quick to name certain things as the work of the devil child of god don't be quick to ascribe something as a curse don't be quick to tell people that they are cursed of god because you do not know if it is indeed a curse from god or it is a mysterious work of god to us on the outside it looks like a disadvantage on the outside it looks like a like a judgment from god from the outside it looks like something is wrong but it could be the work of god so be careful be careful be careful be careful we are so quick to 
to assign names to situations. We are so quick to assign names to people. We are so quick to tell people what that diagnosis is. And yet we don't know it is the mysterious hand of God that has shut her womb. Mm. Why, 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 why? The question is why? The question is why? The question is why? Because Hannah's womb became a prophetic color. Ah, I feel something this evening. Her womb became a prophetic sign of what spiritual state Israel was in. Hannah, I'm shutting your womb not because of who you are or not because of what you have done, not because of anything that has to do with you, but I have chosen you to become my vessel. Through you, I'm going to demonstrate what spiritual state Israel is in. I'm going to demonstrate what condition this nation is in. You are my prophetic picture. You are my, you are a message to your generation. Your life, your struggle is not your own struggle. It is a message that is coming to your generation through me. Oh my God, 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 my God. So she is carrying a prophetic picture, but she doesn't know. She is carrying a prophetic destiny. You see, she didn't start carrying the prophetic destiny when she conceived Samuel. She was prophetic even before that. Her womb was prophesying even before that. Oh my God, my God. Didn't we read? Didn't we read that there was no frequent vision? There was no word of the Lord. And yet we see God operating. Ah, but wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We just read the word of the Lord was rare. We just read there was no frequent vision in chapter 3 that the, the, the heavens in, 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 um, in Israel were shut. And yet God is still working. God is still working. Ah. Just because there is no public demonstration of God's power, it doesn't mean He's absent in your life. Just because there is nothing for you to show at this point, it doesn't mean He's absent in your life. Just because you don't have the results that everybody else is having, it doesn't mean He's absent in your life. He is working in your life. It's just not seen on the outside. It's just not evident on the outside. Oh, child of God, even when you don't have results, God is still present. I'm getting excited right now. He is still working. Come on, somebody say it over here. He is still working in my life. He is still working in my life. He is still working in my life. So God is like, I'm going to shut your womb. I'm going to shut your womb. And this lady would go every year. She would go every year to the house of the Lord and weep bitterly. He's still working in my life. 
He is still working in my life. That's a word. That's a word from the Lord. He is still working in my life. So, so God visits her and shuts her womb. And she would go every year and weep bitterly before the Lord. She would say, Lord, give me a son. She would say, Lord, give me a child. And she would return. Every year she would cry. Every year she would cry. At one point, she was crying so much that Eli, who was supposed to be the high priest, looks at her and he cannot say that this woman is crying out of pain. He thinks she is crying out of drunkenness. He's like, hi, here's another woman that's come to the house of God drunk and she's just doing nonsense in the house of God. It's one thing to be in pain. It's a completely another thing for people to label you as faking your pain. So, so she says, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk with wine, but out of the bitterness of my heart, out of the bitterness of my soul, I am weeping before the Lord. And then Eli pronounces a blessing. He says, let the Lord give you a child as you have asked. Isn't it amazing? The words of a blind priest, the words of a man who can't raise godly children, the words of a man that some would say who is spiritually bankrupt, yet his words are powerful. Yet his words are a blessing to her because exactly in one year she is pregnant with Samuel. How can this be? I thought his words wouldn't work because he is a fallen man. He's a spiritually bankrupt man. His sons are wayward. You don't want a blessing from him. And yet here is God using the words of Eli. Oh my God, my God, my God. When there is a shut heaven, I show you a mystery. I show you a secret. Although at this point in his life, Eli is operating under a shut heaven, but there was a time in his life where God did speak with him, where God did communicate with him, where God was still pleased with him and God was still working through him. And that's why he knew when Samuel heard the voice of God, he knew how to hear the voice of God. He knew what questions to ask. He knew how to respond to God. That is not book knowledge. That is knowledge by experience. So there was a time, my God, when Eli heard from God. There was a time where God would speak to Eli, but now he's not speaking to Eli. And yet, his words have power. The heavens are shut. God is not speaking to him now. God is not operating in his life now. God is not moving through his life now. And yet, his words unlocked a woman's womb. My God, my God, my God. 
I'm preaching better than you are receiving right now. Ah, so in the realms of the spirit, they circumstances are not just a respecter of where you are today, but they are also a respecter of where you have been. If God lived in a vessel at one point, if God used a vessel at one point, that vessel still has power. Okay. So I want to I want to close with this and then we pray. I want to share with you two things and we'll pray. The process for childbearing for listen to me carefully now as I talk to you. The process of childbearing for every woman in Israel was biological. <laughs> The process of childbearing for every couple, for every woman in Israel was biological, except for Hannah. The process of childbearing for her was spiritual first and then biological. Because no matter how many times they tried biologically, no matter how many times they tried naturally, the biology kept failing because there was a spiritual power that was popping them. Uh, so there is another dimension that can supersede and that can overpower the natural. They were doing everything biologically, but no matter how much they tried naturally, no matter how much they tried biologically, there was a spiritual force that was God himself that was saying, no, I, for every woman, childbearing was a biological exercise, but for Hannah, it was a spiritual exercise. It was a spiritual exercise, which means she not only had to do the biological things, she first had to come to the house of God and weep before the Lord and intercede before the Lord and pray before the Lord and cry before the Lord and then obtain a word from a priest of the Lord. And then she goes, and now the biology is working. Why is this? Why is this? Because some people like Hereposakatelemata, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Some people, the only things they produce is biological. But there are people within the sound of my voice. You are not just producing biological children, but you are giving birth to spiritual realities. You are giving birth to spiritual things. So God is not just producing a child through you. He is producing a spiritual thing through you. That is why it is important you conceive spiritually and give birth spiritually also. I, oh my God, I give you glory. You see, everybody was giving birth to a child, but Hannah was giving birth to a prophet because when her womb opened, the womb of Israel will open. When her womb opened, the heavens opened. When Samuel began to cry and come out, the voice of God was beginning to penetrate the atmosphere one more time. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. She wanted a child, but God wanted to produce a prophet. So the process was different. If you want a child, it's very simple. But if you want a prophet, the process of producing a prophet is different. We thank God 
We thank God this evening time. We thank God this morning. It doesn't matter. We thank God in respect of the time zone because God is positioning you to produce spiritual things. So we thank God. We thank God. We thank God. There was an listen to me carefully. Carefully, please, 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 please. There was an affinity in Samuel. There was a he had a propensity for the house of God. He was dragged to the house. He was committed to the house of God. He was attracted to the house of God. He enjoyed the house of God. He enjoyed the presence of God. He enjoyed being in the house of God because he was conceived in the house of God. His mother spiritually received him in the house of God. So, ah, uh, that which was conceived in the house of God belongs in the house of God, is drawn to the house of God, is clinging to the house of God. His first impartation happened even before he was conceived. That's why Samuel was he liked the house of God. He was always there serving, washing, praying, worshiping, lying down next to the ark of God. It matters where you conceive things. It matters what the posture of your soul is when you conceive things. Some of your sons are going wayward because they were conceived in places that are not nice to mention. Some of you guys watch all kinds of things and then go and procreate. Where do you think that? Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Are you learning this evening time? I'm teaching you how to walk under open heavens. Now, the question is this. How do we unlock the heavens? We will talk about the New Testament reality of walking under open heavens next week. But I want to show you now how to unlock open heavens. How to unlock open heavens. How to unlock open heavens. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse 1, one more time. Now the young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days and there was no frequent visions. Verse 2, at that time Eli whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see was laying down in his own place the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And the Lord called to Samuel and he said, Here I am. Your pursuit of God cannot be a respecter of circumstances. You don't serve God just because there is an open heaven. Anybody can serve God. God when there's an open heaven. Anybody can serve God when things are going great. Anybody can serve God when there are miracles happening left, right, center. But there are a few that can 
pursue Jesus when there is no external evidence that he's even listening to you. It's a shut heaven. There is no prophetic word. There is no vision. There's nothing happening. And yet Samuel says, this is my place. The house of God is where I belong. This is where I will stand. This is where I will worship. This is where I will serve the Lord. This is where I will sing songs. Whether angels are visiting me or not, whether I'm hearing anything or not, whether I'm doing anything or not, but I am going to be in the house of God. That's how you open heavens. You love Jesus under shut heavens. You serve Jesus under shut heavens. You worship the Lord when you see nothing that points to an open heaven. And it is those that God chooses to open heavens. My God, I just gave you a key. I just gave you a key. I just gave you a powerful key. So you pursue God like you're in heaven already. <laughs> you worship Him like He has done the greatest miracle for you. You serve in the house of God like it's the greatest service that you have ever witnessed. You give to the Lord like this is the greatest moment of your life. Heavens open because there is a persistent cry that's going up. One more time. Heaven responds to a persistent cry that will not cease. So, it could be that you are going through different times. It could be that you are not experiencing favor. It could be that you are not experiencing the miracles or whatever it is. I'm giving you the key, child of God. You pursue God. You run after Jesus. You pursue the Lord God Almighty. You run after Him. And I'm telling you, one day, heaven will respond. Because heaven cannot ignore a child of God that is consistent in his pursuit of Him. And this is the part that nobody wants to do. We all want somebody else to pray for us. We all want somebody else to do the fasting on our behalf. We all want somebody else to do the work for us. But I am telling you, your country needs you to pray in this hour. Your family requires you to pray in this hour. Your church requires you to pray in this hour. He who is poor in prayer is poor in the kingdom of God. Can I say that to you one more time? He who is poor in prayer is poor in the kingdom of God. Not in terms of wealth, not in terms of money, not in terms of success, but spiritually. So we run after this Lord God. We run after this Jesus. We pursue Him day and night until open heavens become our reality. So child of God, I have brought you the word of the Lord for this month. It is our month to push through. It is our month to pray a little more. It is our month to worship a little more. 
It is our month to give a little more. It is our month to push through. It's our month of open heavens. I pray that you have received this word into your heart and that it has ministered to parts of you. And I pray that you will pursue Jesus like never before this month. We thank God. We give God all glory and we give God all honor. I bless you in the name of the Lord. I bless you. May your voice be heard this month. May your voice be heard this month. May the blessing of the Lord be with you. I'll see you on Wednesday. Okay? So God bless you. Take care of yourself. Walk with Jesus. May God be with you. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.